Hey, welcome back to the Terry Summers podcast. It is that season for gifts. And boy, did I receive one heck of a gift this weekend from the little show that could and would. This is a super special podcast today. Um, it's uh, it's telling of a weekend that I just got finished with that blessed my socks off and how that came to be and who was a part of it. It also is sharing some time with um, two friends of mine, um, Lisa Hobson and Tony Lake. We just worked together on a show that I really feel is a, was a little show that um, could and would as in it did. It uh, was sweet and tender, yet powerful and a message full of hope. I have with me today, uh, here in just a second, I will introduce you, uh, Lisa Hobson and Tony, who work together with a group of students, and they invited me into the fold um, for this experience this past weekend for a socially distanced um, attempt, which I do believe we succeeded at in having a Christmas show, but, um, it was quite a departure from most of the things that we have had a history in, in, uh, presenting and, and being a part of, uh, Lisa is also, um, the, I guess she would be the boss lady of a studio called Redhead Music Studio. She's a redhead. And uh, this all kind of got, this experience kind of all got birthed out of that. So I'm going to hush up and we are going to head straight over to Lisa Hobson and Tony Lake. Well, as I have shared just prior to us, me pressing record, we just spent a lot of time together, you two. First of all, just to clarify, I have Tony Lake and Lisa Hobson with me, both longtime friends of mine. Lisa, I won't even add up how long, oh, sorry. I won't even add up how long I've known you because then people will start getting their calculator out and figuring out how old I am. So I'm not gonna say that, Yeah. but I know that it's more, it's a long time, right? Long time. Long time. Long, long time. I guess, I guess since we were both six, I can say it. No, you were, I, I was, I was six and you were three. Yeah. Um, so in 90, yeah. 1990, uh, one. I yeah. was three. You were three and I was six. <laughs> mm-hmm. And we were really advanced. <laughs> For, yes. for our age. <laughs> okay, so, um, and then Tony, I met you when? 2004. Yeah, yeah, around there. Where'd that come from? Yeah. I don't know, I mean, I don't know where the date came from. Anyway, we have history together. Lisa and I met um, at church, and we uh, both eventually were on staff at different times there at Community Church of Joy. And then um, I won't go into all of it, but that church sort of birthed another church. And then Tony became a part of that. And that's sort of our history. So we've all worked together creatively. But um, 
I was uh, also on staff at, at that second church, Community of Grace, and um, then left um, for all good reasons. And you guys have been holding down and not holding down the fort, but I mean, you've been really pretty busy with lots of things. Tony, you're the worship leader there. Lisa, what's your title? Uh, Director of Performing Arts. There you go. So um, that makes sense why we have been spending so much time together. What do you guys, we did a show this past weekend and we can back up a little bit in a minute, but what do you guys do normally with the group of performers that we spent time with on Finding Bethlehem this past weekend? Um, typically we work the first half of the year, they do a Christmas show with all of the adults as well. And we do a big Christmas production. And then starting in January, we create a show that's um, written by a person in our church. Um, and then we take current music, country, pop, mm -hmm. all different styles even of Christian music. music. Even Christian music, yes. <laughs> what? And Christian know, music right? church? You guys yeah. are risky. <laughs> Once in a while, the slide will here. That's right. But we create a show that's basically our theme every year is just bringing hope to a broken world. Well, um, bingo. How, yeah. I mean, um, that's like water to our uh, our bodies. You can't live without it, without hope. Yeah. I mean, you can, yeah. but it's going to be rough. So, um, that would be the line that you had put in this show. What, honey? Hopelessness. You put that hope, bringing hopelessness to our broken world. Our broken that world. That was one of the opening yeah. yeah. And the, the, um, this show is, was quite, it was a departure from what you normally do because you guys knock out some big shows. Um, mm -hmm. Which, which, let me just give a whoop whoop to um, the leadership, um, Lisa, your brother is the senior pastor of the church, but then was also at Community Church of Joy. And one of the reasons I even got wrapped up in that circle of working at a church um, is because of my um, uh, artistic and performing arts background. Um, and you just don't find that that often. Granted, in the day, it was a big church and it was leading the pack, one of them in the country, of bringing creativity to uh, a church setting. But you guys, um, you guys have taken it to a, really to like a Broadway level with your, um, your shows. And that's a lot of work. I mean, I, uh, I get that myself. And do you want to speak to why you do that? I mean, like what, what, what is the draw? What is the pool? What is the, what is the momentum behind that? Um, initially it all started with putting together a, a youth choir, like we used to do at joy many years ago. Um, my kids were, my oldest was involved in youth theater here in the Valley. Mm -hmm. Um, and although she made some amazing lifelong friendships, it wasn't necessarily an overly positive experience for her. Mm. Um, and so we wanted to create 
a place where kids could come and find out what their gifts and talents were instead of having to already have them honed in in order to be used. Got it. And so it all kind of birthed out of having a bunch of kids around us who weren't quite fitting into the youth theater mold because they hadn't done it or whatever. And so we kind of brought that to grace and started doing stuff with them. And then that birthed the Christmas show and then it birthed the Disney show. And now we have a huge theater camp in the summers. And so it's more of just a, a safe place for kids That's what I was where they say. find out what their talents are. And, um, and just give a brief, you know, like a description of the Disney show. Cause it's, I've seen, I've never, I've, I've obviously had some crazy years I've lived through recently, but um, shame on me. I've never seen it. I've seen pieces of it that you've had online, but, but it's a biggie. So it's, it's a Christmas, biggie. but the yeah. Disney one, I mean, it just seems like a huge undertaking. It is. Um, we love all things Disney. And so we just do about an hour and a half show. It's all Disney music, um, all costumed. We have full on costume characters, probably about 20, 25 characters that come Whoa. out. We usually um, use 35 of their songs. Yeah, we do about 35 songs. They're all choreographed. Um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for on the screens? No. Graphics. Graphics <laughs> yeah. um, uh, last year we implemented an actual. Um, you are we so did the electric hip that you know the word graphic. Sorry. Right. You are so yeah. hip that you pulled that word graphic. I'm on, like on pictures. Okay. We do pictures. <laughs> we have people. We got people that help us. Okay. But last year we implemented a, um, uh, our electric light parade, and so we actually had real uh, floats with characters on them and lights going everywhere. And so it's just a big family, community, fun show. And then um, COVID happened. And then COVID happened. And just yep. to recap briefly, so some of these core students because in the in the bigger productions you include adults too correct yep okay yeah so um it, when covid hit you w wanted to try and give um the kids something to do and you were doing things on zoom and creating really cool numbers very professionally done looks like what we've been seeing for eight months or whatever how long this has been not has it been nine uh, since March. Yeah, we're working yeah. on it. Yeah. Yeah, we're on nine months. Yeah. Really. Um, so uh, working on, yeah. Um, and then you gave me a jingle, and I haven't had a chance to work with you in a long time. And you gave me a jingle and said, hey, do you want to pop in? And we kind of partnered on a little something. But then in looking to what would have normally been, and correct me if I'm wrong, a really huge production that packs the house multiple times, um we you said is there anything that you can maybe um help us come up with that would be covid friendly meaning socially distanced and taking into consideration that it wouldn't be inside and all of that or we we even thought about doing something on video but um so what ended up being the culmination of our efforts was this little show that i want to say could and did 
and it did it, don't you agree, big time? I mean, in the simplicity of it. And um, the nuts and bolts, I discussed it a little bit before I talked to you, but um, the nuts and bolts were um, kind of like maybe we've known before where it's a Bethlehem village outside, but just scaled down and it was a journey finding Bethlehem. And um, it featured all of these uh, student-aged, what is the oldest in there, high school? Sixth grade through 12th grade is the age range for okay. the group, yeah. And um, it was just the most precious, which makes it sound slight, but I don't mean that. Precious, dear, uh, powerful, mm-hmm. Uh, hope-filled peace and it was um in my opinion and not I'm not saying anything about me I'm just saying that's how it came down and it was um we're all tired from it because we just had it last night or finished up last night but what are your thoughts about that because you've now seen and worked both sides of that coin I think there's common denominators in the fact that creativity always cuts to the core no matter what the setting is but do you guys want to weigh in on that experience a little bit since it was essentially compared to the big stuff you do a bit of a departure yeah go ahead you haven't talked yet oh thank you i have 99 words to to y'all's one so um let go ahead (laughs) uh the huge difference that we've thought about and talked about and that I noticed is just the power of the simplicity of the show this year. Hmm. The, it was just an authenticness that is one of this, the hallmarks of our church anyway, is Mm -hmm. authenticity. And, um, even in our bigger productions, there's that element to it with all the bells and whistles and graphics and whatnot. Right. But this year, it was totally stripped down. There was an acoustic guitar, a few voices, and people talking and telling the story of Jesus in a fresh fresh way mm-hmm. uh, to- yeah. totally different from anything we've ever done yeah. because uh our christmas shows are usually not usually they always are just focused on singing <clears throat> we have a p- part in the middle that uh will someone will either read or narrate on video the birth of jesus and then we go into several of those types of songs but uh, the simplicity of it just stripped down to the bare necessities. It was just a very powerful, powerful presentation. And, and mm-hmm. everybody that I talked to, that was one of their things is the simplicity of it made it so powerful. True. I, I know we all got forwarded an email uh, that came from one of the audience participants which we mm-hmm. called travelers um and i think she said um uh something like the simplicity the beauty the humor and the sacred and i was like well you can't you can't uh 
go wrong with those. And I, one of the joys that I had was working with the students, but really getting to work with the both of you. It was a treat to me and such a blessing to me because you both are super talents. And I'm not just saying that because you're with me. Um, and uh, that showed, but don't, don't you, I mean, your talent showed because even in the simplicity of the richness of your gifts was big. Do you know what I mean? It's like it, yeah. that, I think it proved that big has a lot of looks to it. And it was a big production, but a little, meaning big, it had a big impact for a little show. That's more what I mean. Um, and, and also I think very non-threatening, which also is a hallmark of grace, if I should say so, don't you agree? Mm -hmm. For a quote unquote, and I know this gets used a lot in a churched environment, but for an unchurched or someone who doesn't necessarily call themselves um, a churched person, um, it, I believe it was, it was a very non-threatening yet super sincere um, experience for those that would show up. And um, I'm just so grateful that we had the chance to do it. I know that we are tired. I am probably uh, exceptionally tired because I am a smidge, just a smidge older than the both of you. Um, but I, I have a few pounds on you both. And I felt like, whoa, <laughs> this is going to knock me over because we stood on our feet so much. You guys really did. But um, the sacrifice that we put ourselves through for the love of the students and the love of sharing a message creatively, I don't think we can um, take that out of us individually. Do you? I mean, I know we would probably wish that we could have laid down on a cot and been scooted around the environment. But um, yeah. that sort of sacrifice is just part of uh what we are called to do as we give back into the lives of those that we work with do you think yeah i do and also i just think that it's life-giving for us like you know we thought we weren't going to get to do anything this right. holiday season so for us to even be a part of something mm -hmm. you know i'd go stand out there for another three nights just to have good. that creativity yeah. in this world right now you know because we're all starving for it Exactly. So I don't want to go tonight and stand there, but <laughs> maybe starting again tomorrow. You're up for starving maybe one day. But um, yeah. I, I was so moved that um, this uh, gal was personally moved to tears and said that, um, that this show was giving a gift to people that um, knew that this year and this Christmas season and this holiday season was going to be void of those sorts of emotions and experiences. And she was so grateful. We probably should say that we somehow figured out to, how to rehearse um, socially distanced for a good part of it indoors, but then we shifted the big bulk of it outdoors where the show is going to happen and kept masks on and stayed away from one another and went to great effort to make sure everyone was safe um, and still we were able to do it. You know what I mean? It didn't cut into that. 
And I yeah. just think that was divine anointed time, not to throw yeah. around super spiritual terms, but um, God met us there in our efforts. And uh, I'm just so tickled, so, so tickled yeah. that it happened. But I want yeah, to turn the tables to you guys. First of all, you do have an ongoing ministry with students and um, uh, you take, like you were mentioning, you take them on tour when that mm -hmm. is a, uh, when we are, you were able, we are able as a country to travel like that. And that's not happening right now, but it's a lot of fun. And it's a group of, of students that have such a security in the environment and a lovely place to, like you said, to discover themselves. What are some of the highlights uh, for you guys working with them? Do you know anything? <laughs> <laughs> well, this would have this this year would have been our tenth tour. Whoa! Yeah. And uh, yeah, either our ninth or tenth. Yeah, we we we've done it. I think it was two thousand eleven or twelve our first year. I don't remember. Anyway, it would have been either our ninth or tenth year with them. Yeah. And uh, we've gone all over the country, different places and stuff. And every year has just been like its own unique little story. Mm. Even though the theme is always hope, bringing hope to a hopeless world through Jesus. And um, the, the thing that has stood out to me is we have students who have now become young adults that you know were part of it have been a part of it every year become a choreographer become you know we've taken helping somebody, at the theater camp yeah we've taken teaching. the older students and they're now mentoring and helping the younger ones along the way and uh, I mean, stinking a lot, almost every single one of them have helped us at least two yeah. or three years in theater camp yeah. to, to mentor the younger generation and to just see the love for arts uh, being passed on from us to them, from them to the next generation. And, and that, that's really been one of, the, one of the most fulfilling things. It's been really cool. Yeah. I have chill bumps hearing you say that. Yeah, it's so cool. Um, I I grew up in an environment very similar, and I was super fortunate. It was a it was a very artistically driven um, church that we just knocked out huge huge performances back in the day. It was a mega church before we even called the mega church. But I know that that's not the norm. So I'm so grateful that you guys are doing that and. The impact, and I get choked up, but the impact, I was just thinking, ah, here it comes. I feel the emotion. <laughs> um, the, as I looked at the, I, I couldn't watch the last show last night because I, I watched it through door cracks and things, but I, I just wanted to observe it as somebody kind of hidden. And I, it let, allowed my mind to go places. And when I looked at these faces of these youth and, knowing what kind of world and challenges we're living in right now and it uh seeing them give back to people that has to come from a place where they're full where they have their tanks have been um filled up 
And I know that that happens in the relationships that you guys have built with them. And that is just, that can't be bought. Yeah. And I, um, I know that the, the, the church does many great things, but in my personal opinion, I would think this is where um, the church hits it out of the park. Um, and you two are at, at, at bat. And I thank you so much for that. Um, tell me though, a little bit about, so Lisa, you know, you have a beautiful voice. You really should have always been singing Disney. Um, <laughs> really, I mean, seriously, I mean, you should just be, have yeah. always, that's the kind of voice you have. It's amazing. And you've only gotten better as you've, yeah. as you've matured and moved through life. I didn't say got older. I didn't <laughs> say that. Um, but you oh. had, um, the gumption to start your own, um, studio, right? Would you, do you call it a studio and it's title? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. and tell us a little bit about that because here's my idea. I think that the folks that are listening, if they've ever had an inkling of wanting to explore their creativity, but don't know where to start, um, you have a place that they could go that is the same kind of loving, cool environment that I was a part of just this past weekend that um, would be able to introduce them to, um, to the arts in a fabulous way. So tell us a little bit about it. What's the name of your studio? Uh, it's called Redhead Studios. Um, before I started turning gray, I used to have red hair. <laughs> now, now I have help you with it. You still do. You just have someone help you yes. remind yes. those hairs. That's exactly right. Um, and I used to teach years and years and years ago in, when I was in college. Okay. Um, and then I moved out here and I taught for a while over at Joy when we were teaching some lessons, but got so busy with church, um, just didn't really have time. And then when I left Joy, I had some time. And so I had met a friend who was like, Hey, I really need a vocal coach. And I was like, mm, I don't know if I want to do that or not. And so I started doing it and loved it and decided, you know what, I'm going to do this on my own and, um, partnered with, well, not partnered with, but, um, Grace has let me use a facility of their studio. And so I have an office here. Um, and I started by pretty much just teaching voice and piano. Um, and then I told Tony, people want to learn how to play guitar. Are you up for it? And he had actually never really taught before. And he was like, mm, I don't think I'm a teacher. And I said, no, I think you are. And so <laughs> we have been able to build something pretty amazing over the last few years. Um, we teach voice piano. Um, guitar and ukulele is what we offer at the time and um hopefully some acting classes here in the future with someone terry mm -hmm. if we can <laughs> rope her in um so and it's really a family um i'm very different in my studio than a lot of studios there's a lot of studios that are kind of strict musically and and that was how i learned um, and I have a great appreciation for that, but it's not really my style. Um, 
I want the kids to learn in a way that they're going to continue it. And I know for me, my strictness got me so far. And then I just was at a decision-making point and I was like, I'm not really having fun and I want to have fun. Mm -hmm. Um, And I stopped taking lessons for a very long time. And so my, we're very loose. We're very family oriented. We do a lot of recitals. We do recordings in the studio. Talk talk about the studio because that's a unique thing that a lot of um, uh, training environments don't always have to offer, right? I mean, right, right. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we have a recording studio here. It's called Arrowhead um, Studios, and um, that's where my office is at. And so I'm able to take students in, and we can actually make CD recordings of them, Um, sometimes with live instrumentation, sometimes with background track, but um, just another learning tool, another experience that they may never have um, to do. And then probably about, what would you say, 50% of my students at least are involved in New Generation, which is the group that did Finding Neverland, um, along with all of our shows. So anybody, what did I say? Finding Neverland. Ah. I'm talking about Broadway right now. (laughs) Which happens to be one of my favorite shows. Finding Bethlehem. Yeah, Um, 18 shows in three nights. That's what I'll ask you brain. but there, I, I invite them all to be a part of anything that I do. So if we do a Disney show, a Christmas show, theater camp, um, anything we do, my students come and join us because it gives them a place then not only to practice here in the office, but it gives them a place to use their voice. Um, you, you do, you do instruct um, uh, adults too, right? Yep. Uh, yep. Adults and kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think my oldest student was 78. Oh, goodness gracious. My, my youngest was four. So we've got kind of the gamut. So um, how, how do you handle um, the COVID aspect of it if folks want to have an idea about how that works? I think this would be a great um, holiday gift, Christmas gift to someone's person, own self, or a child, or a relative, or a friend, if they were able to, um, to connect with you after the first of the year. Um, how, how do you guys handle that? I know in some cases um, you, you, you use the internet. Is that mostly how you're doing it right now, or you, are people coming into your studio? No, I would say that most of my students now are in the office. I do still have some that are just more comfortable, you know, doing it over Zoom or FaceTime or Skype. And so we do that and it works just fine. Um, And Tony does that too with guitar and ukulele and has found that it works really well too. Um, But I would say a majority of my students are back in the office. My office is big enough that it we can be six feet apart. It is, yeah, um, that's so cool. And so they, they stay back and I stay over behind my piano and, you know, and they can wear masks. If, if it's piano or guitar, if they want to wear masks, they can wear masks. Um, a little harder with singing to do that, but we does keep it every, safe, wipe everything down. And um, Does everyone that, um, <laughs> that you teach, I mean, I, I'm guessing that most people have some kind of, 
um, aspiration to some degree beyond being instructed, but not everyone, right? I mean, are there folks that you can see, if not ones that you're currently working with, but that um, just having the experience of coming in and trying something creative with no aspiration to be at any kind of professional or or particularly major performance level is that anything that you ever run into oh yeah a lot most of my adult students um come in and it's been something they've always wanted to do they've just always wanted to sing and maybe they were in choir when they were younger and they were told they couldn't and so now they're in that place in life where they're like I'm just gonna do something for me my kids are grown or whatever and I want to see can I learn you know um, I have several students uh, again more, more of my adult and that they just love to karaoke with their friends on the weekend and they want to sound a little better <laughs> at karaoke and so they come in and they'll work on a song for them to go out and karaoke on the weekend I um, love it. Yeah, yeah. For my adult students, it really tends to be a lot of uh, therapy. Like it's just their therapy. Okay, so that I'm so glad you said that. I want both of you to address that for just a minute, because um, I'm I'm pretty resilient, but it's been about two or three months that I started going. Okay, I feel a little weird, and I know that there's many that have felt pressed um before that with um being isolated and so um separated not living the same lives that we um ha had been and mm -hmm. therapy i'm thinking they could so we could so use that in our lives and can both of you just touch on that a little bit from your per perspective as vocalists and um and instrumentalists what what that does for you and also how you might see that being a little bit even more generalized for for anyone well music is always been referred to as like the universal language and um so there's there's just a spot in all of our hearts that was created for it and Ooh. so Ooh, it, i got chills all over say that one more time there's a spot in all of our hearts that was created for music and that only music can hit and touch. And uh, I really believe that that's part of where God's kingdom is because the Bible says that his throne, there's a rainbow around the throne of God. And if you could see music in the light, it, it's, it's in the light sphere. You know what I mean? But yeah. It's light. So if God's throne is surrounded by a rainbow, then that's all the spectrum of color, the light. There's music surrounding God's throne. Where's, where's, his, where's his home at? His home is here in all of our hearts because that's where he, he created. And so when you get people in touch with music, you're getting them in touch with their hearts. Uh, and there's nothing that can that can get to a person's heart quicker than the right song at the right time. It's just a powerful thing to do. And, and, and it touches every single emotion, not just love, not just hope, not just joy. Now, I mean, it, it just touches all of them. 
all of them. And one of the things I love about this time of year is the music, the special Christmas music. Yeah. And uh, a couple of years ago, I was listening to, I think it was 99.9, or I might have had Sirius Radio that particular year, and I was listening to the Christmas music. And I just, it was all hitting me in a totally fresh and different way because I realized that every other holiday that we have throughout the year, the word happy is attached to it. But Christmas is the word Mary, mm. at least in America. Oh goodness. I, I know in other countries like UK or whatever, they'll say happy Christmas. But in America, we say Merry Christmas, which is a broader, deeper, richer word than just happy. And, and so I started looking up what Mary meant and, and the, this whole season and the music of the season took on such a deeper meaning for me. And since then it's brought me so much more joy mm. because Jesus is joy. You know how sad the world is without him? Just look around us, you know? But Jesus came and he brought us this joy and, and merriment, which laughter is a big part of that. And uh, so just the, the depth of the emotion of music, I, I don't know if there's anything else that's more healing, more, I, I just more human. Remember the yeah. other night at rehearsal, I think it was a rehearsal or could I, one of the, I just in complimenting you for the underscoring and, and how present it is and what that it played its own character really in the show but i just said that to you that if there was something that i could dream i could do it would be to be musically inclined and be able to use that part of me as a gift because of what you said i i never ever considered that it has a home and its own space that only it can fill in us but that is why it is so universal because we all have a heart and, um, and I, I want to, um, um, all three of us share, uh, the same faith and, um, which I think is the cornerstone for our friendships. Um, if those are people listening that don't, that maybe have another, um, look at life through a different angle of faith or a complete different faith altogether, um, we're still talking to them because again, the, the human element of it is real, no matter. And do, do you want to speak to that? Either one of you? <laughs> I was thinking, yeah, every, every culture, every stage of the progression of humanity has had music at at part of its source. Mm -hmm. And all of creation speaks to us. Every single night when we look up in the sky, the heavens are declaring to us the greatness of who the creator is. And there's been something that I started doing Oh God! Now I'm getting. Now he's going. All right, at at because we do uh, we have a family Marco Polo on my on uh, my my it's my mom and dad and then my 
siblings on that side of family and my kids and stuff. And when this thing first went down, I started going out every morning with my phone and holding it up because the world was in chaos. Mm. And I take my phone, I say, good morning, everybody. And I turn my phone up and I'd say, the sky is still blue. And I turn it toward the trees. Trees are still treeing. Birds are still singing. God still loves us. Every single one of these little tiny things that happens every day, even though right now our world is rocked. And this was six and a half, seven months ago when it first happened. And I just said, all these little things just were jumping out at me even louder that this is God saying, I love you. I believe Psalm 136 says that um, he created the heavens because his love endures forever. The sun in the sky because his love endures forever. The moon at night because his love endures forever. The stars, every, it just broke down every single minute aspect of creation and it said it's because his love endures forever for us. Yeah. And that's whether our faith is in him or not. He loves us. Wow. If you experience love in any way, shape, or form from any person and any kind of inner emotion, it's because his love endures forever in us. Thank you so much for sharing that. That is, um, that's going to resonate, I'm sure, with most people, no matter and um and i think that that is the source then where love comes from us to others is that even if there isn't an uh uh a bridge built faith wise that it is very very real it is the bridge um is the love that we can then turn around and share and that's ultimately what the show was this past weekend um mm -hmm. but uh, I, I really want to encourage the listeners to reach out to, uh, you, Lisa and Tony, and, um, how can they best do that so that they can experience that environment? And I will echo, cause I have been around. It is a very chill, loving, they're getting their, uh, their instruction, um, desires met but it is a uh, a place that i can see people just not wanting to leave you know when their 30 minutes are up or their hours up or whatever however y'all break it down because it just has that kind of vibe and space and feeling there um and though um though it's two people and and you know hanging out there and, and ryan the sound engineer all have a, um, a faith-based um, stance in their lives, you welcome anyone to the studio, yes? Yep, absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Most of the music that we use is pop music. Right. Or, yeah. Right. It is not a, um, a faith-based studio. It, people no. that right. are there and love on everyone have um, a faith, but it's not that kind of, yeah. So tell right, yeah, us, tell, the, tell the audience how, um, that's listening, how they can get in touch with you and, um, how they can maybe 
start up some instruction? Um, you can go to redheadmusicstudio.com and there's a form on there that you can fill out if you're interested. Or you can find me on Facebook, Redhead Music Studio on Facebook, or Lisa Hobson on Facebook, but Lisa is with an E, L-I-S-E. Um, so, yeah. Our names a little differently. <laughs> and you can reach out to Terry, and she can give you my phone number um, or my good. email. Okay, yeah. if I have permission, sure. Absolutely. Give my number to anybody that wants it. Well, yeah. we, will, we will reconvene another time if y'all are up to it, because I'd love yeah. to convene a little yeah. bit to um, a little bit about breaking down the arts a little, you know, I think it's such a powerful yeah. tool to communicate. And we saw that happening this weekend through some young people who were not quote unquote professional, but you would never know, you know, their hearts were in it. And I know that, uh, I know that it made an impact and that yeah. I do believe that people left with what we hoped that they would leave with, which is hope. And, yeah. and for such a time as this and at such a time as this. So thank you both for being my guests and you know, I love you. And I thank you, love you. my life this weekend. Don't go anywhere. I'm going to stop okay. the recording, but then I'll just say bye to you in private. Okay. All right. Okay. Thank you. Thank, you. thank you. Hang on. I'm going to end this for a second. Bye y'all. Don't go away. Bye. Well, it is a merry season as Tony mentioned and the merriment that took place this weekend in my heart really can't be measured it changed me it warmed me it did give me hope in so many ways uh, hope in our future hope in our youth our students that are in and around us in our lives that we that cross our path whether they're in our own home that we birth them or cousins or nephews or neighbors children just hope exists and i hope that you feel that this season that you are a part of something that engulfs you in hope and i will say goodbye for today um but i'm i'm back with you next week we are coming in at closing out this year together y'all and i love it thank you again